This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll Before moving to Liadi in 1802, Reb Zalman lived in the same place that he was born, in the Ozna. And over the years, he accumulated a huge following of Hasidim. And amongst his Hasidim was one poverty-stricken schoolteacher, who despite his troubles and afflictions, humbly accepted his fate in life. And everybody regarded him as a holy and simple Jew. When news of the Rebbe's arrest and imprisonment on false charges of spying for the Ottomans reached the school teacher. He was so upset and besides himself that he decided to fast every day from dawn until nightfall, only eating after the sun had set for as long as it would take, which turned out to be 53 days until the Alter Rebbe was released. All day long he would be reciting psalms to Hillim. And when the news reached him that the Alter Rebbe was freed from prison, this Hasid was so overjoyed, he ran to the local tavern to say Elchayim. But in his weakened state and having fasted for 53 days, this Lachaim really hit this Hasid hard. And all he did was drink one cup of vodka. But still, within a short amount of time, he was laying in the street in a drunken slumber, snoring away. A few hours later, the Alter Rebbe's carriage came into town, and he glanced out the window and saw the Hasid, the schoolteacher, sleeping on the street. Look at that, the Alter Rebbe said to his Hasidim. There lies the Gvir, the wealthy dignitary of Liozna. And the Hasidim that were with the Rebbe, they thought, well, that's very sweet of the Rebbe to say that. Everyone knew that the drunken schoolteacher was always struggling to survive. He was certainly anything but the wealthy dignitary of Liozna. But... A few months later, there was an army traveling through the town, and they were garrisoned in the Jews' homes, which was a common thing. Everyone was required to take three or four soldiers to sleep in their home for the night. The schoolteacher was no exception. He hosted the soldiers, and in the morning, after they left as he was cleaning up the house, he saw there was a pouch filled with gold coins. It was clear that it belonged to the Russian army. But before telling anyone about what he found, he decided he better go to the Alter Rebbe and ask him. He ran to the Alter Rebbe and the Alter Rebbe said to him, There's no need to share this news with anyone, because that money was sent to you from heaven. So the school teacher said, Well, what am I supposed to do with it now? Everyone will know that I stole money if all of a sudden I don't need to teach anymore. And the Alter Rebbe said to him, No, it's perfectly fine. You're going to announce that you can't make a living as a school teacher, and you've decided to go into business. And so you open up a little shop that sells a few things here and there, and then people will understand. So of course the Hasid did that, and he opened up a little store. And with a few months, he was making more money than he had ever imagined he would make in his entire life. And when he came back to the Alter Rebbe and said to him, Well, business is going so well. What am I supposed to do? The Alter Rebbe said to him, It's time for you to expand your business. Why don't you rent a storefront in the marketplace? So the Hasid right away, rents a storefront in the marketplace, and over about 
six months, he becomes one of the largest retailers in all of Liozna. A few years passed and his business continues to flourish and grow. And just like the Alter Rebbe had predicted, the school teacher was now the wealthiest Jew in the whole area. But before making any decision, the school teacher, who was now the wealthy merchant, he would visit the Alter Rebbe and ask for his advice and his blessing. One time he came to the Alter Rebbe and the Alter Rebbe asked him, Where do you buy your products from? And the Chassid said, I buy them from Vitebsk, from the suppliers in Vitebsk. And where do they get their merchandise from? asked the Alter Rebbe. They get it from the outlets in Moscow. So why are you dealing with the middleman? You should be dealing with the wholesalers directly in Moscow. The Chassid didn't ask any questions. Within a day, he was on his way to Moscow. And he made a deal with the wholesalers directly. He increased his volume. He increased his inventory and started buying in bulk. And before long, he became one of the wealthiest dealers in all of Russia. On a visit to the Ozna, the Alter Rebbe said to him, So tell me, where are the products that you're distributing manufactured? And the Chassid didn't know. He said, probably somewhere in Western Europe. In that case, the Alter Rebbe said to him, How come you're still buying from the distributors in Moscow? You should be receiving your products directly from the manufacturers. So the merchant immediately packed his bags, and not even knowing where he was going, went to find the factories where his products were being made. And so he started to buy the merchandise directly from them, and he became even wealthier than before. He was selling more and more and more. And every now and then he would visit these foreign factories in order to see how everything was going. And on one such trip, he decided, you know, the Rebbe has given me so many blessings and so much guidance. I really need to give him a gift. So he interrupted his busy schedule, went into one of the most expensive jewelry stores in all of Paris, and bought a golden tobacco case for the Rebbe. When he got back to Liozna, he proudly placed it in front of the Rebbe on the Rebbe's table. And the Rebbe looked at this very beautiful golden tobacco case and said, That's it? That's all you got for me? After all I did for you? That's all you can bring me? Surely you could get something nicer than that. The merchant, he was just so depressed. He couldn't believe it. How could the Alter Rebbe not appreciate such a beautiful thing? Decided on his next trip, he was going to find the most beautiful gift that money could buy. And he went into an even more expensive store. And he said to them, I need something so special. And they showed him this silver cane with golden diamonds all over it. And it cost a fortune. But the merchant bought it, hoping that the Alter Rebbe would be impressed by this. But when he came back to the Alter Rebbe, the Alter Rebbe wasn't impressed at all. He said, what, that's it? That's all you got me? And the merchant, he didn't understand. He said, Rebbe, please, I don't understand. What can I possibly do to make you happy? What kind of gift can I give you? And the Alter Rebbe said, well, now that you mention it, I'd be very grateful if you went to a play on your next trip to Paris. There's no shortage of theaters in Paris. And the Chassid thinks to himself, what? Go to a play? Because as wealthy as this Chassid became, and as worldly and sophisticated as he needed to be in order to do his business, he never once compromised on his religious life. Never once compromised on a halachic decision never compromised on eating kosher food and keeping Shabbos and doing everything according to the Torah. And attending a play was a waste of his time. If he had any free time, he would sit and learn Torah. But here the Rebbe is telling him that he should go to a play in Paris. It didn't make any sense. So a few months later, he found himself in Paris. 
He didn't know anything about the theater, but he was staying in the fanciest hotel in all of Paris. He went to the owner of the hotel, who he was good friends with at that point, and he said, listen, I need to see a play tonight. So the owner recommended a fine play, and the chassid said, I don't even know, where do you buy a ticket? The owner said, don't worry, I'll take care of everything for you. And so the chassid was shown his seat in the playhouse. The lights were dimmed. The chair was comfortable. He stretched out and found the place so boring that he fell asleep and started snoring away. No one noticed him, and when the play was over, everybody left and completely ignored the chassid, who was sitting in the middle of the playhouse, sleeping away. Eventually, the janitor came in, sweeping the floor and mopping after himself, and he sees the chassid sleeping in the chair. So he gives him a little tap, and the chassid wakes up, and he doesn't even remember how he got here in the playhouse and what he's doing here. And the custodian, the janitor, he sees the chassid, and he says, where are you from? Because obviously the chassid looked like a religious Jew. And he said, I'm from white Russia. Which city? The janitor asked. And the chassid was very surprised that the janitor would even know anything about white Russia. So he said, from Liozna. And the janitor said, would you maybe know someone who lives in Liozna by the name of Reb Zalman, the son of Baruch? And the chassid thought, ah, who's he talking about? He didn't realize that he was talking about his own Rebbe until he got it. And he said, yeah, I, I know who he is. Actually, that's my Rebbe. He's my spiritual guide. Well, we're so fortunate to have met then, the janitor said. When you see your Rebbe next time, please tell him that I send my warmest regards. And the chassid said, sure, I'll be happy to do that. But what's your name? And the janitor said, Carl. My name is Carl. So the chassid understood that something was going on here. And he went back as quickly as he could to get back to the Rebbe. And when he got to the Rebbe, he said, Rebbe, I have a gift for you. I have regards from Carl in Paris. And the Rebbe's eyes lit up. And he was smiling. And he said, Carl in Paris? Now that's the gift that I've been waiting for. Now you gave me a real present. Before you leave on your next trip, I want you to do me a favor. Come here a few hours before and I'll give you something because I have a special mission for you. The chassid was so excited, he started planning his next trip right away. And a few weeks later, he showed up at the Alter Rebbe's room, ready for the mission. The Alter Rebbe gave him a stack of papers, handwritten papers. And he said, I want you to go back to Paris and find the janitor. And when you do, show him these papers, but don't let him keep them. I want you to bring them back to me and tell me what he says. So this time, instead of waiting to go to the play, as the last thing on his trip. It was the first thing on his trip. And the chassid, he buys a ticket, and he sits down, and he couldn't sleep. He was so excited. He's just waiting for the play to finish, 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 finish. Finally, it finishes, and he's waiting and waiting and waiting, and then Carl comes out with his broom and his mop. And the chassid is so excited, he runs over, Carl, look what I have here. This is from my Rebbe. And he shows him the manuscripts. Incredible, Carl said. He started looking through the papers. He's reading them. He's devouring them with his eyes. Pure Ruach HaKodesh. This is unbelievable. What will be left for Mashiach when he comes here? He turns to the Chassid and he says, These writings are very precious. You tell Reb Zalman that he needs to publish them. Then Carl said to the Chassid, Listen, maybe I could keep these for a little bit until your next trip and I'll give them back to you. But the Chassid said, No, no, no. The Rebbe told me, I'm not allowed to give them to anyone. He just wanted you to read them, and then 
I have to take them back with me. And so Carl, even though he didn't want to let go of the documents, gave them back to the Hasid and came back to the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe said, No, what did he say? And the Hasid said, Carl said, you should print the papers. And the Rebbe said, Ah, if Carl says so, then we definitely have to publish them. Now these papers were the Tanya before it was printed, the holy book that revealed secrets of the Torah that had never been revealed in such a, a clear way before. The Alter Rebbe was worried that he wasn't supposed to publish this book, and he had two approbations, rabbinical approvals. One was from the great tzaddik, Rabbi Yehuda Leiba Cohen, and the other from the famous Rebbe, Rebbe Zusha. But it's said that the Alter Rebbe also asked all of the hidden tzaddikim before he published his book. And for sure, Karl was probably the head of the Lamed Vav Tzaddikim, of the 36 hidden righteous people that the world is sustained by. And so this Hasid, by his love of the Rebbe, by his faith in the Rebbe, merited not only to become such a wealthy Jew, but he merited to be the emissary to get the approval of Karl the janitor for printing the Alter Rebbe's monumental work. <laughs> 